Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. I am, as always, one of your co-hosts, Ryan Engley. Todd McGowan, how are you, bud? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Excellent. So today, we're going to talk about a, um, a common term, and for you, a contentious term. Very contentious. Very contentious. And that is neoliberalism. And uh, as opposed to um, many episodes, I'm going to give the the definition. Usually you would force me to do it, just on on the spot, off the cuff. And now you have to do it off the cuff. Now I have to do it, yeah, off the cuff. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I I foist it on you, and now you're foisting it on me. foisting it back, yes. Yeah, foisting it back, right, nice. Uh, So um, neoliberalism, uh, one of the, I think, the watchwords of the uh, post-2016 election, um, which... Uh, particularly if you are uh, someone who listens to left-leaning podcasts like Chapo Trap House or um, the Jacobin podcast or um, uh, uh, Citations Needed with uh, Adam Johnson and uh, there's another journalist who I'm forgetting. Um, Oftentimes we'll talk about the failures of liberalism um, as leading us to this moment where the the right... um, you know, up until the midterm elections seem to have like a real, I mean, but even now they do, of course, a a real stranglehold on how American politics is... uh, moving and oriented. And so what is neoliberalism? How do we define it? Um, quickly so that we can get to your uh, disagreement and then the rest of this episode is premised on uh, market-based solutions to properly political problems. And that's the big thing is that neoliberalism moves uh, the responsibility of government and uh, the state to the responsibility of people. It's always already a right wing maneuver it's always already in the um like under the auspice of personal responsibility which you hear from you know uh, just you're you you get of course from right wing republicans and from um people who purport to be apolitical like jordan peterson like you know uh and and uh, but you and this is kind of the problem you'll even get this uh, kind of uh, rhetoric and ideas from uh sort of your mainstream democrats uh, a great so Hillary exa- Clinton was Hillary a neoliberal. Clinton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the great example of neoliberal policy is the Affordable Care Act, which is a market-based solution to a properly social problem uh, addressing healthcare. And but it, yeah, it's all. No, yeah, no. I was just gonna say, like, it's yeah. that that compromise. I think. You know, where Obama compromised, it made this like he he compromised in the the the, the wrong way. I I don't know that there was any way to have like found middle ground on on healthcare because you just you simply can't like to be like I don't know sensitive to business and healthcare is always going to be to accede way too much ground to the right. Um, and that's that's sort of that that's a, the the problem there is that that's a, a market based uh, again like you you there that's what even what it's called you go to the healthcare market and you pick your plan and this is a big thing with neoliberalism is choice and that is of course a big this is Paul Ryan Paul Ryan said about the about the idea of Medicare for all is that the problem with it is that there's no choice you know and not even uh, contending with the idea that the choices that people currently have for healthcare are bad, just that right. choice a priori, that's the best thing you want to jump in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just was going to say that isn't Bill Clinton, the like people who use that signifier neoliberalism, I think they 
look to Bill Clinton as one of the originators of the neoliberal turn, right? Like the yeah, yeah, the I agree two, with like that. the the healthcare or not the healthcare reform, the welfare reform act. Yes. Was a, was like getting people off welfare into jobs was, again, I like the way you said that, economization mm-hmm. of, of politics, maybe you would say yeah. is neoliberalism, right? Yeah. Like that's the, and also the 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 destruction of the public by the private. Yeah, right? like yeah, the, yeah. The turn of everything that's like private prisons is neo, I think people that yep. say neoliberal, they say private prisons, private, like if you have these toll roads where you can pay more to, drive on them mm-hmm. or they're just even private roads mm-hmm. like that's a neoliberal solution to the problem of traffic yeah right yep and and it's uh like it, it always favors wall street and corporate power it's like another way like some people talk about it, is that new neoliberalism is a way of organizing capital and yeah. the it is you know it's one of the things where like uh people people say i think this is becoming more common now but like people say that you know uh, socialism would never work in the United States. And what's important to recognize is that we do have socialism in the United States. It just favors the wealthy. It's, it, it's right, you know, right. the, 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 you know, as they say, socialize the cost, privatize the profits. That's... Or as you like to point out, we have socialism in the NFL and it, it keeps, it makes it the most attractive sports league in the country. Absolutely. Right? Last the, night's Monday, Monday yeah. night football. Did you watch that game last night? <laughs> I watched a little. Oh bit of my it. god, it was incredible! That was that was incredible, excellent yeah. spectacle. But thanks to socialism, yes, thanks to socialism, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But anyway, yeah. I I want to so I want to so these are I think we've got a pretty clear idea of what sure. neoliberalism is, sure. right? And I want to so now I'm going to launch Go in. my yeah. my 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 diatribe, and I I want to I want to start it with a, a thing that you said was one of the you said a lot of funny things to me. This is one of the funniest. You said I'm going to steal <laughs> okay, your line. Go ahead. So you said. Whenever I hear anyone say the word irregardless, I say to them, well, irregardless, we already have a perfectly fine word for that. It's called regardless. Yes. And and this is what I want to say about neoliberalism. <laughs> we already have a perfectly fine word for that. Liberalism. Yeah, like, yeah. That is like all those things that are counted as neoliberal. Mm-hmm. That is the liberal project itself. Like the liberal project is economics over politics, yeah. like turning politics into economics. And the other thing, and I think this is to me the biggest, like this idea that neoliberalism is an assault on the state yeah. and privatizing all these things that were done by the state. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's not exactly true. Like, I think it it ends up mystifying the role that the state actually does play in supporting liberal economic development and liberal economic functioning, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, to me, the, the idea that the state is all of a sudden gone and vanished, which is, I think the implication of neoliberalism is just, it, 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 it creates a kind of mystification mm-hmm. of the way econo- economy, contemporary economy still relies on clear functioning of state power. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's, so those are the two things. One, I think, I don't see a difference between liberalism and neoliberalism. Gotcha. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And two, I think the term neoliberalism disguises the role that, or the, not even the term, the way that we think of it, it disguises the role that the state continues to play in economics proper. That's pretty good. Um, we're, so it is very hard to disagree with that because you're our, um, like you have a, a good textual backing. I mean, like this, I mean, this comes from Milton Freeman. Freedom. Milton Friedman, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, isn't it fascinating, before we get into your disagreement, because I know you do have one yeah. with me, yeah. but um, isn't it interesting that 
that Friedman and Hayek, these mm-hmm. Frederick Hayek, these guys that are thought of as the the real conservative thinkers today, absolutely thought of themselves as liberals. Yeah, yeah. Like Hayek's like, I'm a liberal. And it's interesting today that that the people that identify as liberals think of themselves as leftist opponents of yeah. the market. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird, I mean, part of it is the weird way we use the term liberal yes. in America, I guess. And that maybe that's why neoliberal has gotten, in, gotten such currency because it allows us to continue to think that the word liberal somehow means leftist or, you know, uh, emancipatory politics. Yes. And I don't think it does mean well, that. Well, so I totally agree. That's, that's part of my point, which is, which is that, okay. yes, okay. that, that, yeah. um, because of the, the, so liberal is because we have a, in like, a, there's just a weird thing. I think it's changing, but there's a, just a weird thing in this, in this country that, um, socialist is bad. So you don't say socialist because right. that has a bad right. connotation. And I think part of the problem there is that anybody who might identify as a socialist might not like might not understand politics well enough in an argument in argument state with with someone on the right to be able to make their position clear and like and okay. I think that this is I think this is a big deal is that people want to um to identify with the words that seem to be kind of like like bulletproof um, in, in terms of like an online, uh, argument. So socialist okay. may, and I mean, I even think this is like, like you even see this in like the turn away from identifying as a feminist and it's like, Oh, humanist. I'm a humanist. I, you know, and it's, it's, it's always a wrong turn. I'm not in no way defending that. Like you, like, yeah. like you went by, I think what we're going to kind of, kind of going to come to is that like by calling yourself a, a liberal, when you really mean socialist, you are, you cut out the term that needs to be discussed. And like, that's kind of the big problem with I'm going to say neoliberalism. The big problem with neoliberalism is that like it imagines, uh, like politics as not having to do with the polis, as not having to do with people, as not having to do with you know right. civilization. And that's kind of the 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 issue that like you know a properly political problem is gun violence. That that is a properly political uh, problem. But right. people on the left even supposed left you know mainstream left in the United States say they don't want to politicize gun violence. It's already a political problem, you know, it's just, but the only way that you can get away with saying that is if politics means simply like rhetoric or getting someone in trouble for things that they say and, and it it, it just removes it completely. So anyway, but just putting that aside for a second, um, where I will defend the use of the term neoliberal, um, is simply that as you said in my joke, right? Um, yeah. it's a perfectly good word for, for irregardless. It's regardless. I have to, yeah. I got to give that up. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's funny. It's funny. No, I know. But like, I, but you don't, you I don't want to be a stick in the mud because that. it's, it's at yeah. a certain point is perverse. And like at a certain point yeah. to, to go against the, 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 the language in which a, a, a political conversation is happening. And it just, it, it doesn't add to the conversation. It just, it, 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 it obscures it or it makes you an obstructionist and you're not, but, and so, yeah. and that's kind of the problem with holding that position. So like, yeah, I think this is one of the things that Zizek talks about his nice kind of, um, he gives a nice turn to Althusser's notion of ideology and, or, 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 and it is that like you can be, um, like 
out you can like think yourself outside local ideology, which means that you cannot make a political uh, uh, comment. Like I, I, one of the examples that I'll give, like in this, I think Zizek would agree is when I moved to Vermont. I, I don't know if I talked about this before on the podcast or not, but when I moved to Vermont, there was like a left. There's a there's a lane where uh, near. Um, I don't know if anybody's from Vermont where I think it's uh, Willard uh, becomes uh, North Willard Street there there if you're coming from Winooski you can take a left onto it from this street even though there's a there's a there's a left arrow red left arrow you can make a left-hand turn on this because there are two left-hand turns and I didn't understand this because I'm from places where you just there aren't streets like this and so when I see a left arrow I'm like I'm frozen and I would just People would just beep at me. They would just continue to honk the horn, and no one honks their horn in Vermont. And I, no one honks their horn in no Vermont. No one honks. That's and true. and yeah. and, but I was so I was outside. I think Zizek would say I was outside the ideology. I could not like if I was going to argue with someone for not beeping at me. Like I'm in the wrong because I'm not wrapped up in the uh, like the the local ideology, so to speak. So you know, it, it's part of the. I mean, I think that that his his. Uh, his addition to um, Althusser's uh, ideology, notion of ideology, is comes from uh, Lacan's "the non-duped air," which means that one yeah. has to be. Duped. No, I got you. Yeah, yeah. one has to be yeah. duped. One has to be a part of. Uh, one has to be a part of ideology to make a, a, a claim against it. So f- yeah, okay. Now, that's a that's a great point. It's a great argument, I think, and I think there is the risk of something perverse in insisting on not using that signifier neoliberalism. Yeah. And I think I also agree that perversion, is, and I think there's a, I think you do not want to occupy the position of the non-duped. Mm-hmm. And I think there mm-hmm. is also that, and I, and I also, I, I can remember when this word has now become so much the other thing that it, <laughs> the, the old pronunciation is lost, but do you know this term fort? Oh, like yeah. You're, like a th- like a characteristic that you're particularly strong in, mm-hmm. like for a long time, that was the only pronunciation in the dictionary was fort. But because everyone confused it with the term from hmm. from music forte, yeah, they would say, oh, that's his forte, and so they would say, and so now both pronunciations are acceptable. But for so I would all the time and insi- I would per- I would perversely pronounce it as fort to everyone else for and then I would know that and then people would say what do you mean yeah. and I would say oh well I'm pr- actually pronouncing it correctly and you obviously don't know what you're talking about but they were really and I think this is what you're getting yeah. at like they were more they were much more correct than I was yeah. right yeah. like because they were allowing themselves to be duped by this I mean that's what language is it's yeah. these kind of mistakes of Fort for forte for fort, or mm-hmm. you know, like that's what that's what it means to be a speaking subject. Now, yeah, being technically okay. correct, being technically correct, I, I think like me, it really counts for nothing. <laughs> like it, right? Well, I think yeah. I think it is even worse than that. I think it's like a perverse way of obscurantism. Yeah. Like that's what you're yeah. saying. Like it's a way of it's a way of making it seem like there's no that the issue like you're you're confusing what the real like if if the problem with neoliberalism not just as a term but as a concept is that it depoliticizes mm-hmm. it strikes me that this perverse uh, this perverse objection to the terminology alone 
is a further depoliticization because yeah, it takes the focus true. away from that's a really the political. Nice but okay, okay, yeah. which is your a point for your side. For my side, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, which is why you like before, it. Yeah, I want ahead. you to hold on to your point, but I have to tell you, I'm going to okay. inter- interject a story. You're going to love this. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who might possibly be listening to this, um, I in, in high school, I, I, I came upon him as he was like he was trying to um, trying to flirt with this uh, the, the, this this young woman and that we went to high school with, and um, and she was studying for for a class, and uh, and he was like, oh, what are you studying for? And she goes, oh, history. I don't really like it. And he's like, oh, history. And he goes, that's my nom de plume. He meant Forte, <laughs> but he said pen name, and it's one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, so, so anyway, great. you didn't know that someone could screw up the pronunciation of Forte that badly, or Fort that badly. That is even worse yeah. than Forte. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's very funny. Anyway, please go. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I was just going to say, so that's a point for your side. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do feel like now, okay, so if it's just I don't like this idiocy about the terminology like I don't like the fact that we're saying irregardless when we have regardless then I would I I, as I just said I think I would have to agree with you but I I think it's actually there's more substance in the disagreement than that Mm. because I feel like it's this double thing right like it's it's miss it's 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 imagining that something new in history has arised that's distinct from liberalism and I don't think that's true. Like, I think what we're enduring now is just intensified liberalism, but not something different than that. Mm-hmm. And then the other point is a point I already made, that I think it that, that as long as we think of neoliberalism as the elimination of the state, then it, then it mystifies what's really going on, because there is the role of the state. And I'll just add one third point, that I think, I just, I, I, I do think there's something to not, employing jargony terms mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like i feel like it become like i feel like for a lot of people it functions as a signifier without a signifier mm-hmm. you know like yeah. they just at, at any point they can just say oh that's the neoliberal that's the neoliberal structure come striking again yeah. or something you know like i just think and and I, whereas i don't think liberalism has that same handiness mm-hmm. as a signifier. And I also certainly don't think capitalism does, no. which I think a lot of times what people mean, I think a lot of times people mean global capitalism when they're saying neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess for those, I guess that's three reasons. I think there's some cause for fighting for precision, but okay, now I'm, I'm ready to hear why those are wrong. Oh, okay. Well, no, well, this is the thing is I think that those are all, those are all correct, but this is my, so this, this okay. is my point. Okay. And okay. if I, okay. if I don't, um, if I don't sway you with this, then, you know, it's, it's not going to happen because okay. this is my point is that it is precisely the misunderstanding and the misuse of this term that makes it rife for political change because it, uh, yeah, you like this. So the movement should <laughs> not be to move from neoliberalism to liberalism, like to, and to properly name it, but should be to move outside of this as a term at all. And so I'll give you an example that um, on the um, on the political uh, left, you know, you have people who rail against the, like 
utterly rail against um, uh, Citizens United, and they they should. Right. Citizens United. Right. right, Which in the United States means that corporations are people, which means that corporations can uh, donate however much they want to political campaigns. Um, But also and then this is. But also that there's no restriction on on donations to political action committees. Right. right? Like that's the main thing. That's the main thing. There is the restrictions are maintained on donations to specific politicians, but just not to. The political. So there's all this. It, it, in other words, it paved. It was a court decision that paved the way for a lot of dark money into politics. Yeah, I think is what is the, the is the upshot of it. Is yeah. absolutely. And what's um, yeah. and it, you know, I mean, obviously, like one one of the big problems is that like you know, corporations get all the benefits of people uh, being a person without any of the responsibilities of actually being a person. You know, and and th- that's like sort of like legally kind of the big problem here. But here's the thing: right. the same people who would consider themselves on the the left uh, political spectrum who rail against that are quite often the same people who who believe that um, through acts of choosing political choice of what to buy, where to buy it, buying local, being part of a co-op, that they are in some way overdoing the political system. So they're basically agreeing that money is speech on the, on the left. So you cannot have both. Either money is speech and it's fine for corporations to do this dark money crap or you know it's not speech, it's something else entirely in the realm of politics uh and and taking again taking care of the polis, I want to bring that term back, it, it resides somewhere else. And so this is part of this for me an awareness of this and, and kicking this out like would would kick out like neoliberalism entirely and would have to um, we, we like people could not just identify as a liberal in contradistinction of neoliberalism and they would have to uh, identify under some other uh, some other term. Why not? Why not? Isn't isn't doesn't the term neoliberalism allow? I first of all I love that point. Like I think it's a phenom- I should probably give you credit because I think it's a phenomenal point that. Thank you. That the the same people criticizing um, the the Citizens the United notion, yeah. yeah the, well, not, I, I wanted to be more okay. like precise in that. So yeah. the same people criticizing the way in which um, economics replaces politics mm. on this, or economics taints politics, and they're also substituting economic action for political action right. on like. I, I think the buying local movement is, is a great example yeah. because on, on one level, who could be against it, right? Like, of course, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But on the other hand, it does allow... I think the problem is psychic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the problem is that it allows you to believe that you're taking a political, a meaningful political action when you're you're not at all. Right. Like, it's just, it's just a... Okay, maybe there's going to be a little less greenhouse gas produced, but... It could also be that the fact that there that people are content to do this means that we're not going to come up with a global solution yeah. to global warming, and it, so there's a way in which your little individual act could actually be exacerbating the problem, yeah. Yeah. rather than solving it at all. So I think this notion. So I think I, I really love that point by you. I think it's a great point. But isn't there a way that the signifier mm-hmm. neoliberal? can allow people to remain comfortable with the signifier liberal. Mm. And I think, yeah, yeah. I do think there's, but there's all another question because, so neoliberalism is the signifier of what we'll call for better or worse, the enemy, sure. right? Yeah, like yeah. that's the, or the problem. Yeah, yeah, the problem, yeah. But I don't think we, I think one of the things we have discovered just in the last 20 minutes is that there's not a good signifier for the, 
for what the solution <laughs> is, right? Like, sure. like you've used like okay, so liberal, we're both we both think is pretty terrible because for one thing, that's the term of Hayek, and we don't want to have the term of Hayek be our signifier. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's I mean it, it's the term of 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 classical all classical capitalists thought of themselves as liberals. Right? It's also the so, it's also the I think the, uh, the the word of the the New York Times whose official position is that uh, capitalism is the uh, greatest engine for fighting poverty that the world has ever seen. That's Can I just say yeah. this is my favorite thing about Donald Trump is he that only refers to New York Times as the failing New York Times. <laughs> I completely share that position. It's my one position with Trump. I'm completely in agreement. Like I, I, I tried to subscribe to the New York Times for two months or something yeah. and it just was unbearable. It's just, it's just, I, it, you know, hopefully all the people that love the Times have now stopped listening to this podcast because we don't want them to listen anyway. It's, it's, sho- um, it's shocking that their two big political hires since 2016 is the climate change denying racist and Brett Stevens, and then incredible. a quote second wave feminist who hates feminism, and that's Barry Wise. Like it's shocking that. Well, I mean, it's shocking. not shocking. I mean, it it, it, know. it you know it, it it perfectly conforms to, to the type, but it's like. Like how the only way that the the New York Times can be, I mean, and this is, so maybe this is to your point, actually, the only way that the New York Times can be seen to be upholding liberal left values is because the right keeps saying that. And, and that's right, politically right, convenient right, for them right. because they're not. Right. Yeah. So, right. So, so that, I, I mean, I think we do have to have this, dis- we haven't settled our debate about mm-hmm. neoliberalism as a signifier of the of the status quo or the problem. But I do think, so if liberals out, then, I mean, socialist, I'm fine with socialist, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. So, but I, I, but I, I, as you point out, I think, is that a viable term as a, as a kind of general term? I don't know. Progressive. I have other problems with, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, leftist, leftist, I kind of like just yeah. because I, I like the arbitrariness of it. You know, yeah. like there were just people sitting on certain sides in the parliament and so, <laughs> or in the national convention, yeah. you know, and so they just, that's how it got. I kind of like that about right and left. Mm. Um, I don't know, but but I think there is a kind of, uh, I mean, I, I also like the term emancipatory politics, mm, yeah. although that's maybe a little unwieldy. Like I'm a, I'm a champion of emancipatory. Oh, yeah. I'm a conservative. I'm a champion of emancipatory politics right, for business. And by that right? time you've already gotten yeah. your face bashed. In, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, I don't know, but, but I, is your point mm-hmm. finally to come back to neoliberalism sure. is your point that it's a term that we can all, that a group of people on the left mm-hmm. or even moderate can come together in opposing. And that's why it has a value that liberalism doesn't have because people wouldn't feel comfortable say opposing liberalism right. i mean i know they wouldn't right in fact because i think they that's i think we should also talk about economic versus political liberalism because sure. that's a whole other uh, problem but is that kind of your that point is, that is yeah yeah i think that people I think so. would feel comfortable opposing it as a as a term collectively mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that you see that i mean it, it is uh, w- widespread uh, on the progressive side of this, but even the New York Times actually, I think, I they had a guest, they had a guest column. I forget who wrote this, but um, it's, uh, th- this this guy, older person identifying as a liberal, said he wrote, "Don't don't be a progressive, be a liberal." And there there's some great. I think that might be the title of it. If anybody wants to find it, but there are some great lines in there, which is that progressives want to eliminate poverty, whereas 
they want to eliminate the, the conditions that cause poverty, whereas liberals want to alleviate them. And that somehow is the good thing. Like to, it's better. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Like I, it's uh, uh, it's great. It, like I mean, it, no, I read that article. That was during my 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 time of, of being a subscriber to the. Times. It was the article that convinced you to stop. <laughs> that, yeah. that convinced me to stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that there is. Yeah. So I think that um, even when you have, I think it, uh, as well when you have people um, positively identifying as a liberal um, for reasons like that, like which is like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stop poverty. I mean, like that's. That's up to someone's choice. That's never the government's. Blah blah blah. You know, right? Like that's the only way that you can sort of get yeah. a, get away with um with saying something like that. Um. So so yeah. Like I I, I am on the on the basis that um like like neoliberalism is a term which can be like pushed against and rejected. And I think it. it, I, it do you think it's galvanizing? I do. In opposition, I, I mean, do. Like, I yeah. I think that yeah. I mean, I think that if you um. There was a after um, not not the midterm election, but when um, uh, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez won her yeah. um, uh, the primary, uh, it, there uh, Sean Hannity covered her platform, and it was like it's so funny. It was like it was like a two pane. You know, Fox News does this like two. I remember two this. pane yeah. bullet points. Like this is what yeah. she wants to do: Medicare for all. She wants to uh, the prison reform. Like he went through the whole thing and it, jobs for jobs all for all, right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Federal jobs program, yeah. right? All these and and like obviously the takeaway point was like look at this evil woman, right? Like that was and it's 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 like there's not a better advertisement for progressive policy than that. Than, than than Hannity like thinking he's doing God's work in opposing that uh, you know that that people not go to jail forever for nonviolent drug crimes or whatever you know like like right, so right. Um, so yeah I do think that it is um, I do think that it but is in a way that yeah but maybe not but, I, but is your is are, are you saying that like maybe not like enough possibly well that no my God no my point is really why can't See, I think it's inter- what you're saying is interesting. So, is neoliberalism galvanizing in a way that global capitalism or capitalism mm. can't be because you could get more people to accept that they're opposed to neoliberalism yeah. than you could get to it? Because yeah. I was thinking of this Nancy Pelosi, some young kid. It was a great, courageous moment. He's like, "You've done a lot on social issues, but you know why haven't you ever really confronted economic injustice?" Mm. And she just goes, "Well, we're capitalists." And yeah. even Warren says, Elizabeth Warren says, you know, first and foremost, I'm a capitalist. And I wonder if that's a is the is the point that that's just a bridge too far psychically for people, mm. and that you could oppose. I think this is your point, right? That you could oppose, like, if you're opposing neoliberalism, you could basically oppose capitalism. Yeah, but you wouldn't without, force without people to it. undergo this kind of yeah. psychic revolution. Yeah, but. You, the way that you're framing that makes me not want to be on that side because it's <laughs> it seems like oh it was so wily on I my know part. yeah <laughs> because it seems like because it seems like it has to be the psychic confrontation that without the psychic yeah. confrontation the the revolution doesn't happen so um, I don't know me, can I just give you a thing Freud said yeah go ahead I love this point yeah. so Freud goes and this is to my point about why we should not use the term neoliberalism mm-hmm. Freud said you know people critique me for using the term sex and they say why don't you just use why don't you just say love and then he goes he says this great thing he says well my feeling is when you give ground relative to on the on the on the terminology 
then you've given ground relative to the thing itself, essentially. That's great. Right? Yeah. And I just think, yeah, that's, I feel like, I almost feel like that's true about this global capitalism, neoliberalism mm. distinction. You know, like, yeah. and, and I do think, but I think you're right that it would, like, I, like, I could see, I think Warren has even used neoliberalism as a pejorative. And, mm. But I could even see Pelosi doing it, despite this kind of, a more capitalist thing. So I, I do take your point that there is kind of a more chance for a greater mobilization. Mm-hmm. But I think the danger is, and I think this is what you were going to say, is that it would be a, not enough of a mobilization yeah. and it wouldn't go far enough if it was under the moniker of anti-neoliberalism instead of anti-capitalism. Right. So now I just want to say that, like, not that the, um, not that the goalposts have moved, but we, we've moved on from, like, I, I think... I don't know where you land on this right now, but um, I think g- replacing neoliberalism with the term liberalism, I think I don't I think that that I, I firmly think does nothing politically. So right. I okay. I think but I so there you're still against there. Me. I'm still against you on that. However, I would say like to push against neoliberalism uh, maybe doesn't do as much as as pushing against um, like you actually use naming the term naming capital in it like like yeah. I, I i am completely convinced by that because like the, my earlier example like you know w- what's what's the difference between like being a humanist and like and saying all lives matter rather than saying like you're a feminist and black lives matter is that like you have as Freud says given ground relative to the term and you've lost the concept yeah. so yeah. i think that um because i think in in I, this is this is this is ultimately what it is, is that i think in your argument that if we are replacing neoliberalism with liberalism, we still have to get rid of it. So I don't know what the point of like, like reeducating everyone, like on the proper right, term, like, right, I don't know what right. that does. So we still need to push against it, but the way that it needs to be pushed against is, uh, to, uh, on, on the, the basis of capital. And so that yeah. I think is the, is, is the important step forward. And, and that's a battle you think worth fighting. Absolutely. Like using the signifier global capitalism, Versus the signifier neoliberalism, yeah. you think that does... Yeah, yeah like it changes. So yeah. if, if people identify as progressive and say, like, we're progressive and against, uh, you know, global capital, um, that, I think that changes things in saying I'm progressive and against neoliberalism. And sort of interestingly, like, Trump thinks he's against global capitalism. Like He does. Like, yeah. and a lot of people on the right think that. He might think he does, but he's not... He, he, well, like maybe he is against it, you know. Maybe he in a certain way, right? Like, like those tariffs are certainly not—they're destabilizing the global capitalist market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the soybean farmers in America—they're not happy. No, they're right. not happy. Yeah. 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 So, so that—that's. I mean, so that is where he's against global capital. Although, but in although a capitalist the problem way, is right because the problem. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like he in a in a and and I think the the point is that that reactionary response to global capitalism always ends up, ends up fueling this, the capitalist structure rather than ultimately undermining because it. it right? Because it protects capital. That's what it does. Right, it protects right, it for the right. people who have it. Like we are, I'm certain we're, there are going to be some uh, tax that's going to support the soybean farmers who have been hurt by the tariff war. You know, like he's already given them money. There's already a whole yeah. the whole give back to the big companies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so that's what yeah. So that's where you know that's where you can think that you're against global capital, but you are you're 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 not like so if you if you're in it from that from that right perspective, like I mean, 
like what is Trump? He just wants he just wants the people who already have money in America to like have more money in America. Well, right? I think like, he thinks isn't his theory that that global capitalism is that 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 we need to protect the nation against global capitalism and national capital against the threat of global capital. Except I think it's a disingenuous theory because course, yeah. clearly there are certain like he clearly has an investment in Saudi Arabian capital yeah, for real. and yeah. and Russian capital. Right. So like it's not I think it's a very disingenuous a disingenuous theory. But I do I do think it is a theory. Like it is it is an idea that we could protect that there could be a national capitalism. Well, that's that, what that's that, when he says global capital. Doesn't he really mean foreign capitalism? And that's kind of the, yeah. I think that's and if he right. if he yeah. named that, I think if he named it like that, I think it would only appeal to you know the uh, to the proud boys to like to to the to the racist. Like it would really just to his base and not to other um, Republicans who can be like, yeah, I don't know, I don't like the way he said it, but I agree with him. You know, like that's like kind of the, yeah. the Paul Ryan yeah. sort of like yeah, mainstream yeah, yeah. Republican. Yeah. But they're they were against him on the tariffs as well. So yeah. I think they're all. I mean, they're pretty much global capitalists straight down yeah. the line, right? Yeah. I mean, he. It's just the problem is that that's an un. You, you can't be elected with that as your position, yeah. right? Like you. I mean, that's. Just, I think it's just in some way. It's just ex- like the nationalism is just expediency for the global capitalist uh, figure. Because, I mean, like, I think that was what happened with Hillary Clinton. She just ran on a straight global capitalist agenda. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to, people don't, aren't excited to vote for that. Yeah. And, I mean, Emmanuel Macron in, in France, his popularity is worse than Trump's. It's like 20%. And he's just like, I'm the pure candidate of global capital. He's a banker. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, for sure. So I, so I, th- I, th- I do, I do agree. I don't think that, in other words, I don't think this um, conservative anti-global capitalism is really genuine. No. Like I think it really obscures something. But I do want to get back to this um, signifier of neoliberalism, mm-hmm. which I, mm-hmm. I, I like that we. I thought we weren't going to agree, and we we <laughs> kind of agreed that if we replace it by liberalism, yeah. then we've gain nothing yeah. and we're just in there irregardless yeah regardless. exactly yeah it's funny and we feel better about ourselves than the other idiots <laughs> but it doesn't but but really we're the non-duped and so we're the ones who are erring yeah. right so mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. worse off than the, the morons saying irregardless but um uh i do i do think that i want to come back to this jargon gotcha and i wonder what you think about that do you think that there is a danger in neoliberalism functioning. I mean, okay, we're for you and I, we're replacing it for you and me. We're replacing it by global capitalism. But, but do you think there's a danger in just neoliberalism being used as a jargon term that replaces thinking? Like I can just call that neoliberalism. I don't have to think at that moment. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's interesting. Like, so the value then in, railing against that as a term and replacing it with liberalism would simply be that it would, it would stop. It would, it would cause someone to stop and, and think about what they're, what yeah, they're, like what does liberalism mean? Yeah, exactly. Why, why, what, yeah. What, what is, what do these things mean? Instead of, I feel like when you just use that term, there's no thought, it, it replaces thinking. Yeah. And it replaces thinking. I think that's the, to me, that's the function of jar any jargon. Mm. Is it? It's a it's a way to replace thinking. Well, uh, and don't you think that the problem is, like, particular? I mean, in America, I think maybe in a global sense, is that to believe that 
all like and actually I think this is like one of the tenets of neoliberalism but like to believe that all politics is like personal particular in is that yeah. it's just like so to call someone so to say something is I think this is your point to say something is neoliberal simply means that like that's bad and I, right. I can identify that it's bad for like because like because people are going to try to see patterns so they're going to be like oh so people keep saying that neoliberalism is something that is uh bad for um indigenous people so anything that's bad for indigenous people is neoliberalism and like i think that there's a pretty big overlap on that venn diagram but it's not everything and it's also not Not everything it's also not the like the proper way of like sort of like understanding that term so Yeah. yeah so i i i i get that but i think that the the but the problem is not the term the problem is not the jargon the problem is the is actually the 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 concept that um embedded in neoliberalism that i think a priori like like pretty much every american is on board like i think there's a primary libertarianism to pretty much all americans that it makes us difficult whereas that people think that Someone like this, what what makes Bernie Sanders uh, a great politician? Well, you know what? He's truly an individual and he believes in what he believes in. And that's what like I think the people who voted for Trump that also like Bernie Sanders, like that's probably what they'd say about him is is on the basis of of like he fights for what he believes in and he's consistent and it's this he's authentic he's authentic it's this individual thing and you know um you know you and I love Chipotle Chipotle is a libertarian hellscape. Like the people yeah. who are food technicians, I think they may even be called, you know, we, we, they ask us how to make the food. They don't make it for us. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, right. like Subway right. is the same way. And actually that is Subway, right. the sandwich technician. They can make me no sandwich. Right. I have to tell them how to do it, you know, cause it's all right. choice. And like every, like, I think right. like on some level, everybody on every political, like in America, no matter where you find yourself on the political spectrum, like you enjoy that thing, that sort of like individual, individualistic, like choice thing. And so that, I think, embedded in neoliberalism is the thing to push against. The idea that yeah. is, is, is this, this choice, this individualism. And, 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 and that is where I think that you could make inroads on getting people to understand what politics means in general. And it's not just individual people believing individual things and they self-identify as Democrat and that's why they're a Democrat. You know, that there, there's, a, there's, there's a spectrum, there's an order to it, there, there's a belief system. And it really comes down to how do you want to organized capital and so i think that that to me i i think is the is the level at which the the uh sort of the push against needs to be pitched and i do see that in some places but i think maybe it's maybe to your point the term neoliberal is used too much as jargon when really it should be like choice based choice choice yeah Yeah. and 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 i do need to be clear that it's always an economic choice because a woman's right to choose is never something that you know that's where choice doesn't like because that's a matter of like re- quote religious choice. And so that's why that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up actually. Cause I think that, so first of all, I want to say, I love the Chipotle example. And I think someone who was going to defend the term neoliberalism against liberalism would, I think want to s- contrast McDonald's to Chipotle, right? Yeah. Like they would say the McDonald's still is in this classical liberal model where they give you the thing, you know, like mm-hmm. you get your choice is much more circumscribed. Mm-hmm. It's things are already made for you. Yeah. Whereas you get to Chipotle, it's like this this illusion of total choice mm-hmm. and total. And so there is a kind of difference. Although, again, I would say it's a difference of 
of quantity, not quality. Although, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, the quality of Chipotle is far better than... By the way, I have to say, yeah. I love it when Chipotle has these E. coli scares <laughs> because, of course, the percentage of chance that you're going to get it is minimal anyway. But there's no there's lines. There's no lines. I it's knew like the, it's the only time when there's no lines. <laughs> my, my mother's like... I can't believe you're going to eat Chipotle now with this E. coli. I'm like, no, that, that's, the, that's the time when you do go. I'm going to stock up. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like when there's an airline crash. Oh, God. That's yeah, the time yeah. to go fly yeah. because then people are really worried about safety and not crashing the plane. Yeah, right? they're more like vigilant. To, just They're much more vigilant right mm. after a crash. Yeah. Um, it's like, do you know this statistic? I find this fascinating that every shark attack that kills someone actually saves many more lives than it kills. Wow. Because it stops people from, almost no one dies in a shark attack. But it stops people from going to the beach and drowning just from going to the beach. Wow. So that, what is that like? So, what is that like the thermodynamics of shark killing? Like <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like how do you get more for less? Like there's some kind of yeah, entropy that's right. thing. That's like right. working out. Yeah. yeah, it's an entropy problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I love that idea. Yeah. Um, also this idea that, that you're much more in jeopardy wearing a helmet on your bike than not. For real? Because, yeah, this is true, because of the way that w- drivers relate to you. Interesting. Like, if huh. they see you wearing a helmet, they will drive closer to you because they think there's, you know, that you're safe. Hmm. But if they if they don't see you... So the safest bikest, the safest bi- is bi- biker, I biker. guess is the term. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, used, like I jokingly have said biker so often that I now can't <laughs> stop saying it. Um, the, the safest biker is a young girl without a helmet. Uh. Because that the just because of the behavior of the driver, right? Yeah. Like the driver gives the widest berth, and the most endangered biker is the adult male with a helmet, mm. hmm. because they'll just they'll drive right by them. Man. They'll just they don't even. This happens to me all the time. They just come right by me. They don't even care. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, back to your point. So I think that I think it's I think I t- I love that point so much, and I think it nicely opens up this movement from economic mm-hmm. liberalism to political liberalism, right, right, right? right? So when you brought up the woman's choice about keeping the baby or yeah. not keeping the fetus or not, yeah. um, that's, that's a kind of choice I think you and I would agree with, right? Yeah. Like that's a, and that is a, isn't that a case, or it is a case of political liberalism. Yeah. And I think, so I, I wonder what you think about political liberalism because I think we both share equally a denunciation of economic liberalism or if you call it neoliberalism or if you, or what we want to call it just global capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that leaves aside the question of, of political liberalism because one of the sad things in the, I'd sad is probably not an appropriately <laughs> high enough word, um, sad things in the 20th century was the way in which the critique of economic liberalism as manifested in communism, yeah. also eliminated all political liberalism. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it just completely, like that's the whole, that's the story of Stalin, of Mao, of all yeah. these figures yeah. is that all this, there was no political liberalism at all. And I don't know, I mean, so one of the, compl- I think one of the points of, of many, even moderate anti-socialists is, look, you go down that path, you eliminate economic liberalism totally, then you're going to de facto eliminate political liberalism. Yeah, I, I think, but I mean, the, I don't think that, so that's this sort of tricky 
um, I think to to argue because I think the um, the reflex is to say it's like well that's just what Mao and Stalin did but then that is playing into the like it's because it's because they're individuals and they made individual right choices. right then right. it's a it's a very non it's interesting because whenever you, I hear Marxists say that I'm like ah, ha 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 it's a very non Marxist answer <laughs> yeah. to the critique of Marxism yeah right like. It's just these individual. Like, well, wait a minute. I thought individuals weren't the motors of history. Yeah. Right. So it's a. You're right. It's a. It's a dicey issue because you cannot. Res- it strikes me as you cannot respond just with this, which I think is that's the impulse of every, every leftist or every yeah. Marxist. Right. Is to say this is a bad few couple of bad apples got in charge. Yeah. Or or like but, or to see. I mean, I I, I went over this in um in one of my classes. Like, uh, people think. And there's a very good reason for thinking this, but people think like fascism is all the way right. And you have to be like, yeah, but it's total state control. You know, it's it's immense state authority. And that's a very left idea. So it's more complicated. It's it's uh, uh, politically very right in terms of being like regressive and like, quote, traditional and like in, in the way that it, it, it harshes on um, like, you know, the, the rights of whoever is not uh, taken to be the like, quote, like normative person. Right. Like, you know, like a, like a like yeah. a white male or like, you know, like, okay, like a, uh, you know, a Muslim male, like, you know, in, in, in one of the more oppressive regimes in the Middle East. Right. OK, so. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, can I just interject? Yeah. I'm not totally sure about that. Like, I feel like fascism is clearly politically illiberal. Yeah. But I think it's often economically liberal, right? I think it often, like, I think firms often, companies often prosper, sometimes even more under fascist regimes. Like, it's not a nationalization of industry by any means. I see. Fascism. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, totally, I, think, totally. I think you're right to say it's statist, but it's... It's a it's it's politically illiberal, but economically still yeah. pretty liberal. Okay, so then this is so then maybe this is a good place to 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 camp out and 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 try to separate the term that like so I think uh, what we have kind of shown throughout is that like the the discourse on economic liberalism is high. The this like the people are having that conversation in a lot of different places, and whether we right. agree with uh, the terms that are being used, or like whether we think that everybody who is you know everybody who is like anti neoliberal, like like whether I or you think that they like fully understand like their own argument, like that's like kind of set aside. But the yep. um, the political liberalism is, I, I think that is maybe the um, the 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 unnamed term the excluded middle so to speak yeah you know um and 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 that is where the greater um political thought needs to take place where like i I think i mean we we, this may have been in the rupture episode um and i mean we talk about this i think this is the 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 idea of this entire podcast is that like theory and action are inseparable like what like theory and, and action go hand in hand. It's not theory leads to action or action leads to theory. It's like like this these things are coextensive and they, they like they inform each other and they go on at the, right. the same time. So uh, boosting the theoretical discourse on um, where we find ourselves on like political liberalism, I, it's it's very like that that is the thing that needs to take place because like I, I think that, that you're are you an unqualified political liberal? And what does that mean? I want you to tell me. 
Uh, well, like that you, so, I mean, so what are the, what does a political liberal mean? So you believe clearly in abs, in, it's that can never be absolute, but, but sure. in more or less absolute freedom of speech, right? Like you think you believe in I freedom of association just right now. I'll, I'll just yeah, list, ahead, a list them out. Okay. Yeah, 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 so, them out yeah. okay. Um, you believe in, uh, uh, freedom of religion, obviously sure. you believe in freedom of the press. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You believe that there should be no restrictions on uh, like what political party comes in, like in there and political speech shouldn't be restricted in any way that, and that, that I think the political liberal believes in democracy. You think that whatever form that takes, mm-hmm. it's represented democracy or some kind of democracy. Um, I don't know. So that, those things. So where that breaks, you already have a problem. Yeah. Where that breaks yeah. down for me is with free speech, because I think this country puts yeah. way too much privilege on, uh, anyone's right to say anything is better than anybody yeah. saying something productive. And I, I yeah. and, and to me, that's like one of the big mistakes with the way uh, the United States interprets free speech. And this is where, okay, but yeah, here's okay. what the political liberal says back to yeah, you. Okay. The political liberal says who decides productivity of speech? Yeah. So I think, the the answer back would be like you you so you I think you have to make a decision and it, it goes it's along this line are you pro are you pro individual or are you pro society because if you are pro individual then anybody saying anything is fine and you need to uphold that if you're pro society then something that does not advance a uh, progressive society is not productive therefore is grounds for like like like, I really don't like when, you know, people say, like, oh, I'm against the Nazis, but I will defend their right to organize. Fuck the Nazis. I don't want them to organize. Like, I'd like... You 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 don't think... You think... So you're that much of a political illiberal. Yeah. That you would not... In your in your society, Nazis have no political rights. I'm I'm fir- firmly in line with the Germany banning, like, questioning the Holocaust. Like, I think that is the... That's the model. Like, you, you, you find the... Like, I think that there is... So in yeah. your, when your cultural czar, David Irving, is in jail for life. Like, he's... Uh, uh, he's like the main Holocaust denier. Yeah, oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that, like... Yeah, because I, I just think that, that it's not... I don't know. And again, like, you know, uh, it's... No, fuck that. I was going to say, like, oh, this is what I believe. You can believe... It. No, like, really, like, so to... I, You're universalist. Yeah, that. I am. Like, I really, yeah, I really think yeah. that, like, th- this is where I think, ironically, like, I think Foucault at the end of his career, like, he kind of gets something right with when he talks about yeah. speech and the, the the courage of truth is that he ha- he gives the three valences of it, which is like free speech, which is what we say all the time with like the um, yeah. Parisia that from the the, La- the Latin word or is that yeah. Greek? I think it's Greek. Greek. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, meaning free speech, meaning anybody saying anything, like that's what you protect. Yeah. That's what we do in America. Um, even though, I mean, that's not entirely true. Like we, we, we already observe limits on free speech. You can't. Oh, all the time. All the time. Right. Right. It's a total illusion. That's why I said absolute is a, when I said absolute free speech, obviously that's not, yeah. that's not the case right. because there are all kinds of restrictions. Because things that pose, and this is where, this is where I think, uh, you know, a case law would never agree with me completely, but we, where we limit speech is, is when it causes like danger or panic. And I think right. that's the line where I would say like, this is that, that is not productive. You know, yelling like really like yelling. What what's there's just there's nothing like there's no way you can make the argument that like a Nazi rally is productive in any sense of that word, it, like whatsoever. Like it's only productive if again if you think 
people saying anything in a democracy is the is the greatness of democracy. And I just think that like that's a like a, 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 a that just a dangerously bad position to have because what it means is that there's no truth. It means that all truth is personal particular. And I think that you have to make the decision if you're going to be pro society that that's what truth is. And like and that's how that, that that's like we're going to investigate like we're not going to we're not going to say that like, well, you can have a truth and you can have a truth. You have to say like, no, there are universals and that's the, and, and these are they. And, we're, and this is what we're yeah, going to. Uh, OK, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you have this strong of a view on it. My view is not as I, I have to say, my view is not as. It's one of these issues I'm not... So you're not a political liberal. I'm just not as decided on this. I, mm. I have to say, like, I have some... I have a, some respect for the, um, like, First Amendment, I have to say. Mm. And I... I, I but I'm, I could be wrong, and I take your point. I think, you're, you know, you argued that really well. I just... I feel like two things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Um, I believe in... Like, I think what you're saying basically rules out the possibility of catharsis. Okay. Which I think is interesting mm. for you as a video game player <laughs> to not to roll that out. Sure. But secondly, I feel like how do you know what's progressive? Yeah. Like, unless yeah. and how do you know what's really contributing to the collective unless you're allowing critiques that seem to violate the collective? Like I think yeah. I mean I, I think you're I think it, there, I don't see how you're not in the same problem is Stalin actually I mean I'm not accusing no, you no, of being a Stalinist <laughs> of course but but you know like just that for instance anyone any peasant that emphasized the fact that they wanted to sell their own stuff mm-hmm. their own their own food and and profit them like they were an enemy of the an enemy of the people right right because they were not they were they were arguing for something against the collective the collective good. Yeah. So, but that's a definite. You know, I think there's yeah, a lot of problems there because, for one thing, isn't Freud's whole point? I mean, Freud's whole point mm-hmm. is that there is no such thing as the collective good. Yeah. No such thing. Just like there's no such thing as individual good, and he also, I think, insists that there's a fundamental antagonism between the individual and the collective. I and mean, this is, I think, the point of civilization's discontents. Mm-hmm. So. I understand why you're saying I take the side of the, of I mean, what you're saying is I, I want to take the side of the universal against the particular, yeah. and there I totally agree with you, but I don't want to take the side of society against the individual, which I don't think I don't think those oppositions are the same. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. I think they're different. I don't know. I I just think it's a tough one. I mean, it's a. I guess what I would say I, is I, that like, I, but but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah go, oh go, no, go, no, go. I, I just, I like some of like the. I think some of some of your like okay from a like practically like like from like a policy standpoint, I think that yeah. some of your objection falls under the like the fallacy of the slippery slope, and I think that like yeah. the, okay. you could just like that it it doesn't it need not turn into Stalinism like just you yeah. know it just it doesn't need to happen that way. Um, but what what I I think, um, what my like overall point is that like if you if collectively like and 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 I'm not to not say that there will not be contradiction or antagonism obviously but if there is a collective push toward being like uh like a, a more like open uh, uh society right like so what's the big the big thing that like um 
the the reason why Brexit is a is a thing is that like the po- official position of the EU is freedom of movement. That movement is right. a is a, is a freedom. So if you if as a society you decide something like that, I think that changes everything fundamentally. So if you if you say that like rather than rather than accepting all kinds of speech as fulfilling free speech, we're going to put a higher emphasis on protecting and promoting productive speech from and even if that even and I I would say like even if that can you just define that term well this is so this is going to be part of my point whatever definition you have if it is problematic I think that actually ends up being uh, productive like if there's disagreement it's like kind of my my whole argument from like maybe 30 minutes ago is that like the the sort of the the misunderstanding or perhaps the misuse of neoliberalism is the thing that opens up the space for positive political change and I would say like it like just whether it's a supreme court ruling or it is an act of congress uh i I think would probably be the only two things that says that like this we're going to identify um that the people who are march who who marched and rallied against the nazis in what was it charlottesville that's productive speech what the Nazis were doing is not productive speech. We're we're okay. going to protect and 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 support and uphold one kind more so than the other. I think that that you do something like that. I think that you, I think that you you change the, at the very least the language of the political situation, which changes politics. I think maybe that's totally that's totally idealistic and and and, and like anti. Uh, I don't know, anti-materialist or something, right? But but I but I no, I don't think it's anti-materialist. I think it's, I I think it's um, I th- I think <laughs> I mean I I find myself in the strange position of being a more feeling more conservative than you. <laughs> well, it's a it's, it's a lot easier. I, I yeah no, I it's easier for me. It's interesting, interesting. Um, but let me just give you an example. Sure. Like I would say, what is the most non productive decision someone can make having an abortion right i don't think see I, aren't you deciding to not no produce? i don't think well no, I th- or you think i'm, pun- I'm no because you, pr- you keep pull- no you keep pulling me to policy and i'm and, and i think that like it's it's it works for your argument because it puts holes in what i'm saying but like i i think like at the level at the level of theory is where i think my argument is is strongest and you keep pulling me away from that which is tactical yeah yeah no that's fair enough. Good, in, right. in, in, but so like no i don't yeah. have like i i don't i don't have a um you know, I don't have stacks of documents that would lay out how my society would would roll and you know, like how how, how everything would would work. I, I don't have that, but I but I do I do think that this is something. I just, this is something I, you said to me once that the uh, the victory for the women's suffrage movement was not necessarily obtaining the right to vote. It was making clear the antagonism that existed between men and women, right. and I think right. the victory of pushing like productive speech over any speech would be like maybe you don't enshrine anything like that in law but you show that there is the difference and that there is an antagonism and i I think that uh, uh, that that does a lot no okay there i totally agree with you but that's i think you've just totally backtracked your entire point right like like if you don't enshrine it into law Mm -hmm. like i agree in terms of like the social functioning that we should actually police like make it 
uncomfortable to say certain things. Yeah. Right? Like we do that right now with N-word. Like it's uncomfortable to say it. Like if someone says it, if they don't, like even, it's interesting, right? Like even if you say it, you can't even use it as a word, like quote someone else saying sure. it. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you, like, like 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. You could just, so that's a, and I see that as a kind of, what you're talking about, like a productive way of organizing speech, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's problematic because maybe it's because racism has become as like, maybe the word could be said if there wasn't so much actual, right, you know right, I, right, I mean, right, so it's right, not right. clear, I yeah. don't think, but, but nonetheless, let's just take it as an example, mm -hmm. right? Like, like I think it would, so that, but there's no law about it. Right. And so there's still like a liberal, politically liberal background to the, to the words that we speak and someone's allowed to say it, mm -hmm. but they, if you say it, you become a pariah in polite society. Now I am completely for that kind of political action. Mm -hmm. Like certain things just shouldn't be allowed to be said and you're still welcomed into polite society. I completely agree with that. But I think that's different than saying we're going to pass, we're going to enshrine a law that says, it has to be productive speech or you can't say it. You can mm -hmm. go to jail for saying it. Yeah, well, this, this is what I'm saying. That, like, I don't know. I don't have I don't have policy. I don't have that written. I think that, like, um, and I don't... But do you understand yeah, the yeah, distinction? Yeah. I'm, I know I'm only operating on a level of theory. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not giving you a practical objection. Sure. I'm just saying on a level of theory. Like, is it for you a legal constriction or is it just a, a kind of... Uh, social demand, like a social, like a, a social agreement. I think that the I, I'll go back to my um to my Holocaust denial example. I think that that I think I would use that as a model. I mean, I, I, that like I don't think that there is like. So it is legal. Yeah, I don't think there's. I mean, you know, it depends on like. Uh, I I just I think that this is. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is getting pushed to, to too particular a space okay. for itself to be productive. Like the, this. Kind yeah, of, I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, because, because I, I don't like, I don't know because now I have to, because now what I have to do is like, so if I, so I'm, I'm saying that like, uh, yes, I think that like, um, b banning Holocaust denial is, is a model for like how we determine what is, um, productive speech versus like, or what, what can be allowed under free speech that this is just like yeah. such a, such an, an, an abuse of free speech that we, 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 we do not allow it. So then, so if I, so I, and I do believe that. So if I say that, then I kind of have to come back with, I think in this conversation, like I have to come back with what do I think that correlate is in American society? And I'm not sure that I know, the, you don't want to. I, I don't think fine. I know the That's words. Fine. I don't think I, I think I don't think yeah. I know yeah. how how I would craft it yet because it would need to be, um, because it would need to it would need to be careful and it would need to be like very um exact and precise and but but I think that, and I think that this is the kind of the, you know, the the, the that that there just needs to be. That like that, I just think that decision needs to be enshrined in the law because like it. it yeah, I know. I agree. I agree with that, you. I think that I, I agree with you about the Holocaust yeah. denial. I think that's. I, I mean, I think, I don't think that that's a problem. That that's because I, I think there are always restrictions and on free speech, and so you might as well have them enshrined into the law, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't think. But what about what about um, political freedom? I guess that's a different. You know, like like uh, pol or political liberty, like political of political parties. Would you? 
po- like, like police you, like party. Yeah, would you police like American Nazi Party or something? No, like you know that? what? I would. So this is the this is the thing. I would, and and, and this this is maybe this is something that I've thought about. I would say Nazis. You you cannot rally the way that like the Proud Boys do and the way that people do in the United States. Yeah. But yeah. I think you. I think I totally allow the Nazi political party because I think you allow that and you bring that into politics instead of into this like, like liminal zone, this like social fuck you or whatever it is that people kind of get off on. But you bring that into politics. I think that that it washes out. I I really do. No, I agree. I really like that idea that, and I think this ties back to the way in which um, liberalism is this eviscerate, like this forcing of the economic model over the political and so what you're describing is a way in which you're forcing things into the political realm and making you know like making nazism out of this out of this kind of social dim space where it operates Mm -hmm. and forcing it into the light of politics i like that quite a bit i think that's really good and i think so you know that that i think is interesting because the the great uh 20th century horrors were not Nazism, but Stalinism and Maoism were committed, you know, that it was not about, it wasn't about, it was not about politicizing everything. It was about Mm. keeping, you know, keeping this, keeping the political free of antagonism, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're describing is a way of actually forcing, like keeping the political antagonism always at the fore. And I think that, Strangely, I think you'd have to have another word for that yeah. than political liberalism, yeah. right? Because liberalism suggests, and I think this is why you were balking at it. Yeah. It suggests multiple particulars yeah. that just you just choose between them, mm-hmm. and they're just they're all just sort of out there as a menu that you can you can pick from, right? Yeah, and and I think your point is you bring it thing into the political realm, and then we can see the antagonism. Mm-hmm. That's at work, yeah. and not just oh, this is just another particular thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I I would not want my uh, my edict on on uh, prizing productive speech over over any speech to uh, eliminate uh, contradiction and antagonism. Like the goal would be like kind of what we what we've come to. I, I hadn't. This has been this has been productive for me because I haven't thought all of this out yeah. along this train uh, uh, before. Um, that what you so that's the guiding principle of, of any kind of um, like like legal uh, um, framework that you would that you would make is that like you 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 take I think that you take the um, sort of like the non-productive the violent part out of the social realm where like you know p- people are getting murdered for being uh, for identifying as progressive or whatever like you get but you yeah. bring that into politics you, yeah. you know, and I think, yeah. and I think that right now we have the opposite, right? There's no Nazi party that in, 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 in America that has a, like, right. you know, you, you can't, you can't do that. That I think every, every, only on the man with the high castle, only in the, you watch that show. Yeah, man, the high castle. But yeah. so, so basically like socially, and I think this is kind of the point is that socially we have to, we have to police and hope that like niceness as an as an yeah. ideal is like greater than the violence that like the Nazis want to um, you know wreck on like you know trans uh, people and black people and you know whatever in, in, in 
you know, liberals, like where, wherever you want to be in, in America that is on the opposite side of that, uh, p- uh, political viewpoint. So we have to, so we, we have to hope that like niceness, like what, like washes that out. And it, it, it doesn't like, because it just, it just keeps it in this idea. Like, as like, I mean, Trump gave the great word to it is that there are good people on both sides, on both sides, on both sides yeah. of Charlottesville. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. you know, it just, it what would be, yeah, wouldn't the fascinating leftist response to be that say, yes, and that's the problem yeah. with treating it in the way you're treating it, right? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, who cares if they're good people? Like, right. who cares? Right, that's... Like, and, that, it's, the, it's their political position that's the problem. Yes. And that they, if they were, if it was forced into the political realm, then we would see that. Yeah, that's, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I think yeah. that's what I've been trying to say. Yeah. Okay, I want to, I want to close, but I want to, I did want to cover one thing sure. before we stopped. That, that, that so... We, 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 again, we've had the term that we want to oppose, but which is global capitalism instead of neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. But would, are you comfortable with a, a, a term for the left? Like, I like left. I'm fine with left. left. Yeah, left, but leftist, new left you, review. You use, it, yeah. you use progressive in a way that I, I, I just, as a person who is informed by psychoanalysis, mm-hmm. I feel I, I can never use the term progressive just because I feel like for every progress, there's a, right, 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 right. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an opposite regression that takes place so that it's not, you know, I I, I don't know. No, I I feel like, I feel uncomfortable with it. The, the, that's the interest. I don't think I'd ever heard like a Newtonian view of psychoanalysis. Like for every action, (laughs) there's an equal and opposite reaction. Equal and opposite reaction. (laughs) Um, that's interesting. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I get it. We could call this podcast the reductive psychoanalysis. Yeah, sure. Well, I think, I think that, um, I guess, I guess where I would, uh, sort of defend it accepting your point is that like uh, I mean nobody uses it this way so maybe I maybe I have to drop it but like yeah. the point of I mean Hegel obviously believed that um, history would progress but I mean at the end of his dialectic synthesis is a is a void right like it's 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 this it's this um the, it's you're still in the space of contradiction you you just right yeah, you know right. so like that's why i mean like yeah. for hegel there's progress but only to the recognition of the inevitability of contradiction yeah right so so the problem for me with progress is also hegelian right because it makes it creates the illusion that we can escape contradiction which i think all we can do is more successfully mire ourselves in it. Mm. So maybe, I mean, I, I, I guess I would say that that word is still right for being used with that consciously being the political project, okay. you know? Okay. Um, but, I, but I think that, um, I don't think that that's how I have thought of that word in the past, but that maybe is the level at which that word needs to be thought. And maybe that's okay. if, as long as like, I, I, yeah, maybe that's like kind of the big thing that's come out of this, conversation is that like as long as contradiction and antagonism are at the forefront of your political thinking and political action then you are pitching your thought in action at exactly the right place and so then you say who cares which terms we use (laughs) oh no i well i mean would you no you kind of i mean uh, no i I don't mean this is an insult i mean like maybe i mean i'm 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 even saying maybe i think that Mm -hmm. like you know like my resistance to progression or progressive is a, is rooted in contradiction and antagonism mm-hmm. right as 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 necessary and my and my i mean so maybe again maybe that's another perverse resistance like the resistance to 
neoliberalism, as you're saying, because you can you can think progress with those, with contradiction. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe. I don't know. I just feel like it it tends to suggest we can get beyond. Mm-hmm. Whether, but maybe emancipation suffers from the same problem. But I, I, I view like we're emancipated into the contradiction, but I don't know. I mean, you could say we progress into it too, so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I th- right? yeah, yeah. I mean, th- yeah. Th- I think that, but I mean, okay, so if, 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 if contradiction and antagonism is the, is the truth, then I, I think that the word, then I think words do matter in that case. Yeah. I, think you ha- yeah. I think you have to no. hold that that, that, that they do, that you can't, you know, they, you can't you, you can't, can't just say can't use any, yeah you yeah. can't use any terms for it yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. because because but you're that's sticking to progress because that's incredibly important because like like without yeah. without the without if you don't have if you don't have the term the dominant term on the one hand and the popular understanding or the popular misunderstanding then the space yeah. for contradiction and antagonism is uh, not apparent and not actionable right. politically and I think you need that. I agree, and that's why I resist neoliberalism and progressive. <laughs> but, but, but I think there. I no. I just just to conclude because yeah. I think this comes back to the to the to the to the kind of disagreement that we we had that we started the whole yeah, thing, yeah. which is that I think you see more possibility. For one thing, you see my position is perverse, which I acknowledge, <laughs> and then but you see more possibility with using those terms and almost changing their signification, yeah. right? Like, that's part of what you're doing, especially with progressive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do see right. that. Uh, yeah, I think what I do... Oh, but you're you're so good at this. What I don't like what you're doing is you're making <laughs> me say that it's, it's uh, changing the master signifier. Uh, it will work as a political project rather than disinvesting from it. And I don't like that you're doing that, but you're doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I I know that you're planning to go to to mass tomorrow, so you can you can confess your sins. <laughs> uh, you magnificent son of a bitch, Todd McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a great discussion. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. So. Thank you. All right, over now. Over now. <laughs>